listening to That Cast, a podcast of what's happening at that brewery in Arizona. You can find out more about episodes and other things brewery-related at thatbrewery.com. Clang, clang, clang. There's kegs coming in, and I'm sitting with Steve and Tamara outside in the bright sun at that brewery. How are you guys doing? Great. It's a fantastic day up here. We did the first one in January when we were out here. It was a little bit chillier, but it was still nice. Yeah, there. it's been a very weird summer. It looked a very weird winter. Sorry. <laughs> coming into sun- summer. Today's going to be high of 70. Nice, nice. Feels like spring out. Yeah. Steve's got, Steve's got his shorts on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. I'm ready. He's into it. So what's going on? We're rolling into April, so the seasons are changing. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of trail hikers coming through. Um, we've been really busy with picking up hiker boxes and um, having more, hikers More than come normal? Like, yeah, probably. There's a lot of them coming in for sure. Yeah. I and mean, this is definitely the busy hiker season, you know, versus the September season. Yeah. Are they coming either direction or typically coming from south to north right now so heading up towards flagstaff good i want to do it one day (laughs) uh the whole thing all at once Uh, i don't know it's kind of a dream but why why not dream right yeah you can so many people it's only 800 miles right 800 800 miles miles. not a big deal my free time yeah (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which how often are you guys together here a uh, couple days a week right now. Yeah. Um, he's in Cottonwood most of the time, and I'm here most of the time. Yeah. So we catch up a couple days a week. Yeah, okay. You text each other. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Say goodnight call. and yeah. good morning, and that's about it. Yeah. So what's going on around the brewery? Uh, well, we have our Fossil Creek cans are coming out pretty soon. Right. I know. Very exciting. Um, pretty artwork. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they look really good. You know, we kind of went along with the colors of fossil creek you know that nice turquoise beautiful waterfall oh yeah so they look really good um, we're also gonna um, have them in 15 packs for this can too so the artwork on the box is outstanding i mean it's really nice so yeah we're really it. excited um so the first time you've done box artwork then? it is yeah. Yeah. yeah cool that was a very big learning experience every new venture is right yep <laughs> <laughs> But the cans turned out really nice. The beers, of course, fantastic. Um, low alcohol, great nose flavor on it. Um, and it's an Arizona IPA versus a East Coast IPA or West, West Coast, Coast IPA. IPA or American IPA. We kind of made our own little thing. You know, because it's a, just a huge citrus bomb, low, low alcohol. So what makes an Arizona you know? IPA? Well... We're making an Arizona. Yep. Yep. You know, we're you know, it's it's basically you know our version of what you can sit around and sip on all day. You know, and, yeah. Uh, not to use the word all day, but uh. <laughs> to take over to the creek to you know take while you're out hiking to be able to sit in your backyard and hang out all day and have a good IPA and not have a seven percenter for the whole day. So. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. So. It's pretty much my first choice when I come in here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's become really, really popular when people try it. When they first, um, you know, ask about it, they're like, oh, low alcohol, you know, it 
they're always afraid that it's lost all of that great IPA character in it, and it hasn't when they taste it. They're really surprised. A couple came through yesterday, and they were on their way into Bisbee, and they always stop here coming through. So that was a new one. He's like, yeah, I'll try it, but I really like the road rash. And then he ordered one of the Fossil Creek. He was like, wow, this is fantastic. So he wanted a six-pack to take to Bisbee, but he'll have to wait a month. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the end of the month, you think, end of yeah. April? And we really focused on the citrus background, you know, of the IPA so that it's in tune with the citrus world of Arizona. Okay. So that was kind of the the premise of the whole thing. Oranges, grapefruit, a mix? Oranges, grapefruit, like that whole flavor is in there. So it's really nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. I was down in Phoenix last weekend in a house that had the grapefruit on the tree. And Uh, I like brought home a whole cooler of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I have a whole bowl in my kitchen right now of fresh grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah, we just went and we got a bunch of tangelos. So we actually, um, from a local person in Phoenix, and brought them up and we did a tangelo blonde. So it's going to kind of be like a shandy. Uh, we uh, fermented it in a barrel. Oh, nice. So that should be out in about a week. So how many different uh, barrel brews are you doing now, or have you done? We've done quite a few, you know. And we just did a, um, we just took our Arizona Trail Ale and fermented it in a barrel, in a wine barrel, um, and dry hopped it with a lot of hops. Um, and it's coming, it's already ready. So um, it's actually coming with us to Baja Beer Festival. So uh-huh. that's one of the... One of the specialty beers that is going to be down at Baja Beer Festival. So, and where is that? And that is in Tucson, Tucson at the okay. Armory. Yep, next so. weekend, next Saturday. Yep. So we're calling it that beer, Hoppy Trails. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. We'll have that one and three other ones out there. All day beer festival. It's a great park out there. Um, perfect time of year to be in Tucson. You don't want to be there in July, so this is great time. True. How's the up? Uh, how's the uptake in Tucson? Because you know, obviously, it's a little far away, but yeah, it's. It's good over there, right? Yeah. I mean, they have I a mean big... it's, it's a big beer town, yeah. you know, and, you know, so this is the first time they've done the Baja Beer Festival downtown Tucson, so which is, that's going to be really nice, and they're focusing on IPAs, kind of happens to be an IPA festival, you know, um, they're doing an IPA contest, so we're bringing three different, four different IPAs, you know, plus, of course, our Strawberry Blonde, um, so I think it's going to be a great turnout. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, Tucson's really kind of... They have such a great beer scene over there and vintage scene. And, uh, you know, uh, the last time we were over there, we stayed in a little hotel that just got redone. Um, and they have record players in all the rooms and you can check out records from the front desk. Sweet. And yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a real cool, funky feel over there. Um, we just did a collaboration with the, the girls called themselves the T-Town Girls for Tucson. Um, <laughs> I, no, I just learned tea. I was thinking like tea, like they sip around and drink tea. But no. <laughs> These are all beer girls. So we had um, Tap and Bottle was here. Um, Public Brew House was here. Uh, Borderlands. Dragoon. Crooked Tooth. Crooked Tooth. And Tucson Hop Shop. All, all female brewers. All female, either salespeople, owners, or brewers. Great. And um, they spent two nights here and brewed with Steve. They brewed, you can talk about that. Yeah, how does that work when you get a group brewing here? That was uh, interesting. You know, <laughs> over here in Pine, it's kind of a small brew house, but we managed through it. You know, we would have a few of them in there at a time doing different things, whether they were. They did. They mashed in. Like, they did most of the brew, really. They like, grained was, out. I, I just watched them, you know, to make sure that they could understand my crazy brew house but other than that they pretty much kind of took it over and it's uh we ended up doing a smoky uh, rye ipa and uh they brought up some mesquite smoked malt 
from mm. Tucson to kind of throw in that little twist. Oh. Um, so far, I've tasted it out, and it's delicious. So we dry hopped it. They wanted to kind of keep it more on the spicy, dank, dry hop. You know, they didn't want to go any citrus in with that smoke and, and the rye, so, and it worked out really good. We ended up putting warrior and nugget and a little bit of citra in there. Hmm. So it's, it turned out really nice. So when you, when you do this, is there like a definite plan ahead of time or do you guys make some decisions as you go? Or gals? There was a definite <laughs> plan ahead of time, but then when they got here and then they, you know, that was the first time they were able to really smell the smoky um, grains and stuff and um, malts. And, and so then they kind of made some decisions based on that. Like, yeah, let's change this up a little and that up a little. So um, they had fun with it, had a great time up here tooling around pine and strawberry did an airbnb um they're going to be tapping it and then we'll be tapping it also on the 13th of april um in t-town in tucson they're going to do a whole um kind of layout a pub crawl Mm -hmm. that goes from like one brewery to the next brewery to the tap house to another one i think there's four or five stops and it'll be a walking pub crawl and they'll each have the beer on tap and then we'll tap it here in pine and in cottonwood the same day too for a great collaboration they're calling it that's what she said (laughs) a dank rye smoky ipa so it's pretty fun that's got personality yeah definitely definitely like the girls yeah so it was a blast um and then we're getting ready to do you want to talk about the local patron collab yeah so uh local patron uh reached out and wanted to do a collaboration so we're going to do that in cottonwood on the 8th of april so a bunch of um their team is coming up and who are they they're going to brew local patron is a restaurant group in phoenix okay great so they also have a small brewery um in their local patron restaurant group so they're going to come up on the 8th of april and brew with john we're going to do a a dark vienna lager mexican lager so um that they'll have exclusively on top there, right? Yeah. Are we going to tap any of it? We are. Okay. So we do get um, a couple kegs ourselves. So, okay. But they're going to take the majority of it for their restaurants because they have, I think, three yeah. different restaurants down there. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a great beer. We're going to add in a little bit of zest to it, mm-hmm. a little lime zest in there. So it's going to be ready to roll. It's going to be a great, refreshing Mexican lager. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. So if anybody's in Cottonwood that Saturday, stop in check them out and that's saturday the date again is the 8th april 8th which is the same day as baja beer fest so (laughs) you'll see us in tucson same weekend weekend. right you'll see us in tucson and you'll see them in cottonwood i'm really that's such a great concept i don't know if that's common or new or growing up where where brewers visit each other i love it because i remember when when mountain uh, the guys with the beards were here yeah wilderness wilderness. and they were climbing the tree for the juniper bear um but that kind of like um i don't know collegiality between the breweries it's It's, fun yeah and it makes it really cool because then you can tap it at both locations and people can get the chance to kind of get in quickly and get it and try it before it's gone and it's kind of a one-off specialty thing so that's always fun and you kind of hinted steve i'm I'm wondering like if you go into someone else's brewery like you know there's a process of having to learn and, and kind of gauge if they is, is there much difference like in, like is it equipment difference or process difference? It, it's mostly just the equipment yeah you know there's differences in the equipment so you gotta know how to make it all yeah work together you yeah. know basically so like pine is very very manual you right. know um, you're changing hoses you're you know you're not just switching valves and you know where you do in the production facilities like we do in cottonwood you know so it 
it was definitely a different experience for everybody. You, you get know. to stir with the, get the, the, stir the oar. By hand. Yeah. <laughs> you get to stir by hand. You get to dump in by hand. You yeah, know, you so. stand on a ladder <laughs> and with a shovel, you scoop out the grains and then the you know local ranchers come and pick it up. But yeah, it's very manual here. So it was a lot of moving this and picking up that and dumping in this. And Whereas a lot of times the brew houses are automated so they can set it and when a certain time goes off, then they yeah. change a valve or you know turn on or off a valve. Well, so. Something to be said then for having this small brewery here where, yeah. where you can do that and people can understand yeah. all the steps. Yeah, and the girls from T-Town really, really loved it because they actually were able to, every single one of them, do part of the process all the way through. Each of them were able to get their hands in there. And some other times when you're in the automated ones, you don't, you just kind of get to watch, you know, or um, turn this valve. It's just not, it's not as great for pictures or, or fun or... Um, you know, really getting your hands dirty in there. So that's good. And um, I wanted to talk about, um, I mean, last time we talked about the new things you're doing on the, the Monday and Tuesday nights. So how are those activities going? They're going good. Yeah. So we're kind of labeling it Monday fun days, um, you know, so that we're trying to make sure that pretty much every Monday something is going on um, so that people know they can just, you know, stop in and check it out. The second and fourth Mondays are open mic night. Um, those are going fantastic. Tom, Tom Stenerson and George Mansour um, running those and very fun. Um, the third Mondays are the Pints and Paints Night. Of course, get some beer and wine in you and you paint a lot easier or a lot less worrisome, I guess. Um, and then now we're doing fifth Mondays. So there's, I think, four of those a year. Hmm. Um, a card making class that just went over really well. Um, this Monday, we have one more spot for our basket weaving class. Those always sell out. He does those maybe once a quarter. So just kind of trying to keep it something different on Mondays. That's cool. Are you seeing new people come in for yeah, this? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, like yeah. that guy, like open mic night, that guy, I forgot his name, Peter. I don't know. He just blew. <laughs> he uh, was so good on the guitar. Oh, you weren't here. This guy who was just uh, um, just randomly showed up. A neighbor of, um, I forget who it was, um, but he, he showed up and he's just like, "Can I play?" And nice. He, he was he was like pro. Nice. Yeah. He didn't even bring a guitar. He just, no. Uh, he just borrowed toms and then we were yeah. just like, but he had a oh great voice and, yeah. and he, man, he was just wailing on the, on the. Well, and then the Monday before that, one gal showed up from Prescott. She came up here and was staying at Strawberry Inn and came over and found out we were doing open mic night. So one of the other locals loaned him his guitar mm. and then she came back and played that night and she was fantastic. So it's fun. We've got people coming in from out of town just stopping by for it. And the guy with the harmonica, when he stops in, that's always great. And Steve's learning bass. <laughs> And so, we are singing and playing. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm getting over. Like, it's still pretty nerve-wracking. But Yeah. Uh, was it better the second time? I think so. Yeah. I was, actually, I was less prepared. So, actually, the first time I had practiced the songs a bit more. Okay. But, yeah. And it's totally fun. Like, it is. To yeah. be among people, you know. And it's not about... Even though we were following this guy who was... It wasn't like... <laughs> it was a competition. Yeah. Not at all. Was Doyle here again, the 14-year-old? No. no. He really... did a fantastic job. He's been here twice, and his dad played with him last time, played the ukulele while he was playing the guitar, and they did fantastic. So, 
Will that move outside when it's warmer? Yeah, that I think that would be fun. Although he, Tom really loves the acoustics in there. Yeah. But I think it would be fun to be able to get it going out here in the summertime. Because we'll pull pints and paints out here and all right. of those too. So that it's it's always better to be outside. So I think. It seems like, you know, when I drive by, um, man, it looks like the parking lot's full quite a bit. Yeah. So. It's been a really great winter. Um, heading into spring. Heading into summer. We're pretty excited about this summer i think it's gonna be great yeah. got most of our bands all lined up i think kelly's got a couple more spots left but saturday nights um, we'll probably be doing some um, sunday afternoon music so we'll start working on that music will start in may mm-hmm. um, i was looking to see how the hops are doing <laughs> not yet are they hard to grow no i mean i've seen i've seen it pretty full you know yeah. over the summer yeah yeah probably what another couple months before they come back in probably yeah yeah I think you mentioned before we started recording about um, local hops grower. Where are they coming from in Arizona? Um, there, there are some local hops. So Camp Verde does grow some local hops down there, and we were able to use a little bit this year. Yeah. Um, but their biggest thing that they're doing in Camp Verde right now is Hauser and Hauser Farms is trying to come up with a better way to conserve water and still you know, grow crops. And so they started working with the Nature Conservatory, and they're growing barley. Okay. Um, which takes way less water than what they're typically used to growing, whether they're growing alfalfa or corn or whatever. So um, this, so it was, I think about a year ago, they did their first crop and they had it malted in Texas, and we were able to use some, some of that malt as our base malt in our Arizona trail ale to give it a test run. Uh, it turned out great. Uh, the malt was in good condition. Um, we liked it, and they are actually... Um, building a malting plant in Camp Verde. Wow. So, which I think they're in the process. They should be finishing up pretty soon and actually have locally grown malted barley available in Arizona. So I now think what's that's involved, going to be great. Totally, what's involved in malting? Uh, it's a huge process <laughs> that I would never want to do. <laughs> but I'm glad they're taking it on, you know. Yeah. And, um, and it's really going to help, you know, the, the river, too, you know, as far as ground groundwater and everything else so um, it's a big push in the Verde Valley to come up with better crops that are conservatory to water right. so so we'll be able to use that from go forward in our Arizona trail ale right so that'll be fun and you guys are going to be in a magazine again you just yeah. got interviewed I think yeah, yeah so craftbeer.com came up and interviewed us about using the Singwa malt yeah so that's the name of the company um, and I know that there's several people that have already spoken for the malt. It's been a big hit. You know, I know Arizona Wilderness has been involved in it, you know, a lot. And um, we've been involved in it. And I think it's going to be great, you know, for the breweries in Arizona. Yeah. I hope they can produce enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, we, we would love to use it. So, uh, but the interview from craftbeer.com, I think will probably go out in maybe a couple weeks or so. Okay. So, and really that's what they were up there to talk about was using that local ingredient and what other local ingredients could we use and uh, conservation conservation yeah. you know so it was, it was it was a good interview so absolutely to talk about all that and i know uh, the questions come in on the website do you get a lot of people saying like you know how can i get that beer outside of arizona yes <laughs> yeah and it's like you got to come to arizona right? yeah come to arizona <laughs> yeah right now our plan is still just arizona yeah um, you know we may branch out eventually but at this point at least for the next couple years we're staying all Arizona so once we've 
once we're really out there and we can produce plenty for all of Arizona to be taken care of, then we can look at going outside of there. But for now, you got to visit Arizona. That's right. <laughs> That's not a bad thing to do. Right. <laughs> no, not right. at all. Especially today, we're out here in t-shirts and exactly. some and shorts. And yeah. <laughs> some of us. <laughs> it's almost 70 degrees. Yeah. This is perfect. <laughs> cool. What else is going on? That's about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yep. The kegs are going in the in the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can hear them loading up over there. Yeah. Tony's loading up, getting them all delivered all over Rim Country. Um, we have a uh, a lot of cans available up here in this area too. He just I saw him just drop off at Ponderosa Market here in Pine, and then they carry them at Beverage Place and at Rim Liquor down in Payson and. Uh, Loading them all up. That's right. Get them everywhere. Yeah. All right. Good talking to you guys. Yeah, and thanks. There's always a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Especially when it's beer. Beer. <laughs> thanks for listening to That Cast. You can find us and more information from That Brewery at thatbrewery.com. And other places online, such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we hope to see you sometime up at the pub in Pine, Arizona, or down at the brewing facility in Cotton.